This week, why we might be leaving the full-time RV life, plus some of the wildest campground rules you have ever heard. That more on RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Sand sticks to pretty much everything, so here's a hack for keeping it out of your socks, sheets, and rugs when you come home from the beach. Cornstarch. Simply rub some cornstarch where the sand is sticking and it'll fall off with ease. This works especially well between your fingers and toes. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Welcome to episode number 284 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been enjoying the full-time RV life and crisscrossing North America since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are coming to you this week from Talkeetna, Alaska, which is sort of the base camp for folks who intend to climb Denali National Park. It's such a cute little Alaskan river town. And we are staying in the tiniest RV park possible. It's not an RV park. It is two RV spaces and a harvest host space at what used to be a salmon center that is now for sale. We are literally parked in a driveway. <laughs> we are. That has two full hookups. I mean, there's two sewer connections, two 30 amps, two water connections. And it's just like a driveway like you would have at your home. Yeah. But a very, very small one. But hey, it's <laughs> $40 a night when the exact same type of spot is available at an RV park just down the road for a night. Now, we lucked out because this is first come, first served, and we rolled in right before, and this seems to be a theme for us, Uh we rolled in right before what became uh, sort of a train of RVs all looking to get in this spot, and one did, and then several came by hoping to be able to take advantage of this for the night, and these two spots were already taken, but this place is cool. Like this is what I was hoping Talkeetna would be all about. There's a really cool ranger station over here for those mountaineers spending time in Denali. The downtown area is so cute. There's a brewery and there's a we're going to pizza tonight where there's going to be live music. I am loving this place. And tomorrow we are getting on the Alaska Railroad and we are going out to Hurricane Turn and we are taking a full day out on the train, which we will talk about in a future episode. And I do promise we are going to get back to our travel recaps, but we thought we needed to do this episode because of last week's newsletter that went out. Yeah, um, we'll get to that in the second section of the show. But really, uh, we sent out a newsletter talking about how we intend to move into a house at some point within the next year or so. Still RV a lot. Uh, But I feel like we've talked about that here and there briefly on the podcast. 
but we're going to dive into it uh, a little deeper here. I feel like at the first of the year, we like we did dive into it, but we're going to get to do a little bit more here. Yeah, we're going to talk about for those who haven't yeah. joined us on the live. And if you're wondering, hey, 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 what is this newsletter? Well, this is Road Signs. This is our weekly Thursday newsletter that goes out to almost 10,000 of you who are interested in knowing what's going on around RV Miles. And if you would like to join that, you just go over to rvmiles.com slash mailing list, or I will drop it in the show notes or the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube. We are also sitting inside the Ibex on yeah. the edge of our bed. If you're watching this <laughs> on YouTube, you already know that. But if you're not, uh, this is, uh, I don't think we've ever done this in the Ibex. I think we have one episode in the Ibex. I, don't, I think that was a live stream. Oh, I... But Maybe I, I'm not sure. I don't know. But I we, can't. you know, obviously we used to we used to sit in the saber all the time because mm-hmm. we it was one of the reasons we got the saber. Oh. Was that's such a great spot for recording videos. I miss <laughs> that little breakfast bar area so but much. Since we are camped in a driveway, not so easy to do here. So we're sitting on the edge of the bed. Yeah, which is actually nice. Hey, if you joined us for a live the last time we sat on the bed, or maybe it was a podcast episode, you might notice there's some new hats back there. Oh, We've added well, to the collection. Too many hats. Lots of hats. No such thing. No Few such hats thing. that need to go. A few hats that are. <laughs> Of mine that are like old and dirty. And, For sure. But yeah. Denali has, they're really good with their hats. Yeah. They've got some good hats at Denali. So we took advantage of that for sure. So we're going to talk about uh, transitioning to being part-time RVers again in the second half of the show. But uh, I wanted to talk here in this section <laughs> about this set of campground rules that went a little viral. Uh, we shared it on the RV Miles Facebook page, but it didn't come from us. It came from an author named Rebecca Haynes. And a, a lot of the comments, a lot of you commented on this post thinking this was fake. And Rebecca says, this is this is the real deal. This is actually a set of campground rules from a campground in Alberta. Okay. Uh, and uh, she, re- she did not want to reveal what the campground was. Have you read it already? No, no, no. I haven't read it. I wasn't. You asked me not. I asked you not to read it because I wanted to get your reaction (laughs) to some of these rules on the podcast. But I was just thinking, we're going through Alberta. Yeah. And there's this part part of me that wants to message Rebecca and see if she would tell me. If we find this campground, we will will let you know. We We will have no issue. (laughs) We will let you know where it is because we probably won't stay the night once we see these rules. (laughs) So I want to just get your reaction to these. Okay. Ready. It's so great. Okay. Welcome, blank. Sure. We are glad you're here. Below are a few rules to help you and others enjoy the wonderful environment. One, if there is a problem with your campsite, you must tell us about it immediately. Is that in all caps? Is that no, why? No, oh, okay. there's not. There are some all caps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please do not wait until you get home and let us know via a review on a third party site. By then, it is too late for us to help you with your situation. Sounds like they've what? had some experiences with some bad reviews. But what do they mean, like <laughs> an issue with the site? Are- if you tell us right away, we can address it. If you wait until you get home and we find out about it by a third party about the issue, you will not be welcomed back. <gasps> what? Oh, it gets way more intense. But what if I use, what if my handle is like, you know, love good time at RV s- campground? Like- <laughs> they will search you down and find out about it. Number two, what? 
Drinking and smoking is allowed in your campsite as long as everyone in your group, including children, is over the age of 18. 18 but then no one can be a child. Age. <laughs> you can't have that's. You if can't. you have anyone underage in your campsite, even a tot, there is to be no drinking or smoking. Even a tot? Yes. T-O-T? Okay. T-O-T. <laughs> yes, even if the minor is not doing the drinking or smoking. Like, you can't have a glass of wine if you have Listen, a kid. Listen, we're, we're done with that place. We will never be able to stay there because, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's, we just can't stay there. If this rule is broken, you will not be sent off. It says you will not be sent off. Okay. I think they mean you will be sent off, but it says you will not be sent off and will not be welcomed back. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's the second time they've said I won't be welcomed back. Number three, the the, the tone Hold of on. this one is. What great. if I have a? But what if I have a drink in my rig? Will they know? They might know. I, don't I feel. Know. Will they, they probably know? watching with binoculars? Do you think? Do you think they like go through your trash <laughs> to see if there's like? The tone of this one is fantastic. Number okay. three, see that little dial with the numbers on your car dashboard? This is a wonderful little device called a speedometer, and it tells you how fast you are going. Please be mindful to make sure the little arm does not go past the 10 kilometers an hour at any time in the loop or 15 kilometers an hour on the camp road. Any violation will result in a $50 fine for the first offense. For further offenses, you will be asked to leave and will not be welcomed back. I mean, that's the look, third time you've told me I, I won't I, be welcomed I'm not a back. fan of speeding in the campground, but like. <laughs> okay, can I ask though, is there just like a camp host that sits they got with a like radar, a radar gun, gun sure. yeah. and just yeah. like pum, pums people? And yeah. then. Gives you the fine. I have so many questions. Yeah, like I'm not paying a fine for I'm anything like, at a campground. I'm sorry. You know what I am doing? <laughs> I'm putting a hard stop on my credit card <laughs> so that you can't do that. Campfires are permitted from this is number four. Okay. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. At which time they oh, must be doused out. completely with no embers. They may not be taller than 45 centimeters. This means all caps. This means 45, not 46. I don't know if they got a ruler or what. I can't even have a morning campfire. I can't even have a post. Di- what if I feed my tots at I, five o'clock? Yeah, I don't know why then, it has to start. I, I get ending well, at 10, okay, but why it has to start after seven? But what if my tots go to bed at like seven? Yeah. But I just want little Jimmy to have a s'more. Yeah. So that he can go to bed and I can drink some wine. <laughs> no. I don't. This is so intense. Firewood must be purchased from the host stand at $10 a bundle. Of course it must. No other firewood is permitted. It has critters in it. If uh-huh. you violate this policy, you will lose your campfire rights for the and remainder of your stay. be asked, not invited <laughs> no, back? No, not, not invited back. Oh, you, you will, will be invited you'll back. You'll lose your okay. campfire rights for the remainder of your stay. You can't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here we go. This is good. Okay. There is no noise of any kind. That's all caps and bold. Permitted after 10 p.m. This means radios, talking, generators, etc. No talking. Quiet, Quiet whispering is allowed and encouraged. Well, that's not no noise of any kind. Radios with earbuds are permit. This this is where I'm sorry. This is why people were starting to think this is fake. Okay. Okay. Radios with earbuds. Bold, uh-huh. are permitted with permission of the camp host after this time. Are you serious? If you violate this policy, you will be sent off at first light and will not be welcomed back. I'm going to 
whisper through this one because I have to use my quiet voice. They want you to get Wait, permission so to, to use earbuds. I have to walk up to Kevin and be like, <laughs> Kevin, these are my AirPods. Kevin, are you okay with me listening to my audiobook on Scribd? <laughs> and Kevin, what I'm listening to is between me and Scribd, so don't worry about it. I need to know where this is. I need to know because I also need to go and see how how busy they are. Like, could I get a spot tomorrow night is what I need to know. Number six, there is to be no charging devices of any kind on the premises. This includes using a charger bank to charge. If you violate this policy, your device and your charger will be confiscated <gasps> until you leave. You can't touch my stuff. <laughs> now, I don't think... I think there's, what are they there's, talking uh, there's, about? Maybe Can there's I some confusion in- there. I, I don't think they mean like charging phones and stuff. I think they mean like charging like our electric bikes or oh, or stuff mm. outside. Uh, like that so, or like um, I'm sorry I paid $120 to stay here because you probably have a kid tax <laughs> so <laughs> you have a kid tax yeah. you probably charge for like if the reg is over a certain length what is this place number seven. Oh boy checkout time is at 11 a.m. shart <laughs> it says shart at 11 a.m. shart <laughs> Not 11.01, 11 a.m. If you are past this time. If you are regular and you have an 11 a.m. shart. (laughs) If you can't make your 11 a.m. shart, there is a $5 per minute charge. $5 per minute. First first off. If you are 10 minutes over on your shart, uh, they will charge you $50. I think... That my shart is between me, myself, and I, and no, <laughs> I can't handle this. See, now this is where I go. No, this isn't real. Yeah. Like at some point, someone has has to have come to them and be like, "Hey, um, do y'all know what a shart is?" I, I'll say and that, if you don't, can I <laughs> can I tell you it's about it? It's just a typo. I understand it's just a typo, but no one's come to tell them that this typo. I will say this is because um, nobody reads rules. Uh, but this <laughs> is a this is not like something somebody typed out on the internet. This is a copy of a photocopy of of the of, a, you- a photo taken of the rules. Again, we welcome you and look forward to your stay. <laughs> if you have any questions, please feel free to come by the front office at any time between 8 and 6. We will help you out. For emergencies only, you can reach us at blah, blah, blah. I don't feel welcome. The, the, I'm not well, that was the, um, the, the Did this person stay there? Rebecca's quote <laughs> on it was... We welcome you, says Campsite, with the most unwelcoming set of camping <laughs> rules I have ever seen. <laughs> um, that is operating at a level. and We've seen some pretty wackadoodle. Oh, yeah. And let's just, let's just go ahead. There is no way we would go there and not get kicked out. <laughs> like, there's just oh, no way. I, I think we might try with those rules. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you'd be like, you can't have a drink. You are not allowed to speak after 10 p.m. You may only have a campfire that's 45 centimeters high. 
We are going to charge. I mean, I don't know how high that is, but that seems. I don't know how high that is. Uh, Whatever. It doesn't. I don't. I guess that's probably reasonable. I don't flipping care. It's about the fact that, like, you have put a height limit. Yeah. No, don't come at me and tell me it's because. That's going to be like two feet, right? Maybe less. I don't know. You know how everyone's like, oh, we have these rules because somebody out there ruined it for the rest of us. Nobody ruined it for the rest of us. The people who own this campground ruined it. Sometimes it's just a matter of management. Management. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about transitioning to part time RVing. And we'll be back at 11 a.m. Shart. (laughs) Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. This episode is sponsored by the Park Wolf app. Ever found yourself in the heart of a national park surrounded by beauty, but unsure where to go or what to see? That's where Park Wolf comes in. Park Wolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks. As you drive, the GPS shows you what's coming up on the road, and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not. Gas running low, looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break? Park Wolf's got you covered. It keeps track of the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love Park Wolf's wildlife maps and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next national park adventure, download the Park Wolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. We are back and we are here to talk about our transition into part-time RVing. We have been on the road for nearly seven years now. Yes. And for for some time, and particularly through this last segment of our travels from Baja to Alaska, which has been fast and uh, wonderful and, and amazing, but but taxing. Uh, we have been thinking and talking with our boys um, because they're a big part of this too. Uh, we've always said that we would never continue to do this if they didn't want to. And, and that's not really to put this on any of them at all because we feel the same way no, too. No, because you're 100% ready yeah. to make this switch. It's it's time for us to to have a home base. That doesn't mean that we don't want to extensively travel still. Yeah, I think before we get into the whys of all of this, I because of the newsletter that went out last week and so many people read it as though this is it, RV Miles is done, RV Miles is over, uh, they're quitting. Um, and we just want to make it really clear that that is not at all what is happening. The podcast will still be here. The America's National Parks podcast will still be here. The YouTube channel will still be here. The news, the website, the mile marker community, the RV Miles Facebook group community, all of that is going to remain. And in fact, the hope is, is that we will be able to serve all of you better 
because we will be able to slow our travels down a little bit and create some things that Jason needs in order to be successful and and feel better about what he's doing currently. Well, we it is um it is a struggle to get the content out that we get out. Well, yeah, we're sitting um, on our bed today in a tiny little campground yeah. in Talkeetna where earlier you had your backpack and you had to just start walking around town to try and find some place to film the news because it can't be done inside in this particular rig. It could have been done inside when we had uh, the Sabre. And certainly we're not going to do it on someone's private property without their permission. So that is, that's like a whole thing. Well, there's just a lot of inefficiencies. It's not necessarily finding a spot to record, but it's like setting everything up and everything. But, uh, but it's also like just finding a spot to work. I, you know, I'm sitting in the truck all morning and stuff, but, but, Way beyond that, like I think those are those are complaints that are uh, okay First to deal with, and we've for sure. we've dealt with them for a long time, and and um, we can get around those. It's more about the things that I'm excited about doing with our content. I think one one and a half percent of our viewers are full timers, um, and I think the the few people that were kind of uh, a little bit taken aback by this were the folks that are either full-time already or are wanting to go Mm full-time. And that's kind of why they've been on this journey with us. And I think there's not much new that we can teach anybody about full-timing. No. We're, you know, we're obviously, we're always still learning. But But after seven years and 284 episodes as full-time RVers, I don't know... How much more outside of... <laughs> There's not much more we can learn about there, full-timing, right? No, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're always learning something. We certainly have learned a lot about yeah. being full-time RVers in a 25-foot travel trailer. Uh, I think if you switch things up and you're, and you're always, you know, being adventurous in that case, you, there's, there's a lot to learn. But there's also a lot to learn about what it's like to be more, have to be more deliberate as an RVer. Yeah. You know, our whole entire life is revolves around RVing, which is amazing. I mean, our personal life and our professional life. It will be so interesting to get to learn what so many of you out there have been doing your whole RV life, which is finding that balance between being able to be really deliberate about when you travel and then the responsibilities that come when you're, you're not. Yeah. I I feel like sometimes we feel a little lost in the fact that we, we feel like we're giving people are asking us questions uh, about visiting a certain location or something. And we're giving advice that it's hard to quantify because of the way our lives are. So when somebody asks us how many, days do you need to spend at Zion National Park, we'll be like, at least two weeks. Yeah, book that uh, whole two weeks, because that's what we would do. But we're working like two thirds of that time. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we can move to a, a, a form of travel where we're not working as much, at least, <laughs> yeah. when we do travel. And I, I it's yeah. so I'm excited about having an RV lifestyle that is a little bit more like 
what most RVers do out there and learning more about like, okay, we're, we're leaving, uh, for the weekend or for the week or for the month. Mm-hmm. How are we, you know, getting the rig ready and packing the rig and all that? Yeah. Sort oh of my stuff. gosh. I can't even imagine <laughs> doing that. I think, so this is a new adventure. I, we're always looking for a new adventure and we're not, um, by sharing this with you all here and doing this segment, we just really wanted to clear everything up because we're not leaving. I don't consider us leaving anything. Yeah, it, We're just transitioning to a different type of RVing. We have no ill will towards full-time RVing. Yeah, that, There's nothing dramatic that That's has the other happened. side of it is that a lot of people, uh, whenever like a, a, I hate the word, but influencer sort of leaves the full-time RV life. They're often like people writing about it and talking about it. Like it's like, it's something that like it got too hard for them uh, or they couldn't handle it. Or I guess in some way it is hard for us. And that's part of why, why we're doing that. But, but it's not like it, it, it's not like we couldn't do it. It's just like, I think it's, we're ready for the next adventure. We have some goals and some dreams and some desires that we cannot fulfill yeah. full-time RVing. We can fulfill them as uh, part-time RVers or as people who have a home base and then go out and travel for a while and then come back to their home base. A lot of full-time RVers do that. A lot of full-time RVers have a dedicated space that they go back to for several months out of the year. Then they travel and then they come back. Like, this is yeah, I, that is totally normal to have that it's just a label and we're just removing one label i guess and putting another one on but um really the heart of it is just that we're ready for a new adventure we're ready to experience a different type of an rv life we want um, some things for our boys that really do require us to be in one location. And to be honest, there no one's buying a dedicated RV lot in the Midwest where we want to be. Like, I don't want a dedicated RV lot so that I can RV through January, February, yeah. and March. Like, I, I, in Illinois, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I would rather do yeah. that in a house. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people set out as full-time RVers. Um, And I think in a way we did somewhat in order to cut expenses dramatically, Mm -hmm. uh, save up some money and, and build something. And we kind of did that. And, um, and now what we want to do with that is, is now be able to go somewhere where we can take those very motivated trips um, yeah. and experience them more like vacationers and, and less like workers. Uh, but also I'm excited for, you know, setting up a studio for RV miles where it's much quicker for, for me to get news out for, yeah. for us to, uh, have remote interviews with people. That's one of the, one of the reasons we, we rarely have interviews on the podcast. We do them every now and then is it's very hard to do sort of a zoom interview from the road. Starlink is terrible at sort of like zoom calls. They cut out a lot. Um, there, there's just never a great place to do them in. And, uh, or you don't want to sit on our bed and right. interview somebody like, does that feel unprofessional yeah. to you? So I want to do a lot more of that. I want to be able to, 
you know, have some relationships with dealers where I can go do some RV tours and mm -hmm. talk with technicians and, and get input and all that sort of stuff. Be a decent distance from Elkhart, Indiana, so I can go there on a regular basis and and do some reporting from there as well. So I think there's a lot of things important to the growth of our business that factor into this yes. decision. And I'm just, I'm excited because this is really where for us, where we need to like take RV miles, because I think that we've taken RV miles as far as we can take it in the current situation that we're in. But I know that you and I are never content with just status quo. Yeah. We're never content with that. No. I and mean, even with buying a house, we want to do, <laughs> we want to be different. Y'all, right? listen. We've been talking about like hand building our house okay. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So what started out is like <laughs> us just looking at what's in the market because we're going to be moving uh, near my in-laws, near Jason's dad and his stepmom. And we're very excited to get back near family. We miss our family terribly. We are so excited to be such a, a short drive from my parents and be close to your parents and your brothers and all our little nephews that we have not been able to spend time with and soon to be a little niece. Um, we want to be with them. And so we've been looking at houses and then all of a sudden here comes Jason with like, oh, you know, we could get this prefab. And then we start looking at prefabs and we're like, oh, we could do what we want. We could do And now Jason's like, look, listen, I just build it. I'll just build it. This is what happened with Bussy. Okay. This is what happened with, this is how we landed in full-time RVing. We go to an, we go to an RV show and we're like, yes. We really like these RVs. Yeah. Like, ooh, we could travel in that Class A. Ooh, that's looking good. Whoa, that's looking expensive. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, guess what? I have skills, and I could go buy a bus. But I don't have his time. <laughs> but what we don't have is time, and that's what I keep saying is... We, so don't count on us building a house. But I would say don't count on us not building is, a house we'll see what happens we've I, already got a piece of land that we really really want <laughs> designed it in my head you may be i may have gotten back on pinterest just specific <laughs> like i haven't been on pinterest in years and i went into my pinterest account i did the same thing i know i go in and my picture is like my pinterest picture is literally when henry was like maybe a year and a half old and like the two and two little ones and all my boards are just homeschool kindergarten and first grade and second grade and uh, about camping when we were just a camping family. And yeah. like all this is a whole different life that I do not even recognize anymore. And then I was like, but look, all those years ago, I had started the Chateau Epperboo. <laughs> and I went in there and I was like, oh, I still like all this stuff. Okay, great. You know, I, I think too, I think this journey from Baja to Alaska, I mean, it's got me thinking, I was just talking earlier today about like future things like this. Mm -hmm. Probably oh, yes. not as big as this. Maybe not six months. But ways maybe one that month. we can do uh, similar types of content. Um, I have not been quite thrilled with the way we've been able to film 
these travels, but I think it's going to come out great. Uh, but I would love to have it more premeditated and planned. Yeah. And for us to be able to like go do the Utah Mighty Five or something yes, like that. That is that is a huge one for me. Like spend I, six weeks and yeah. have a plan for recording it all. And and I've already got it. I've got yeah. one month. I've already planned it out. It's one yeah. month. I have the. I've already done the route. I'm. I'm. This is a big one for me. So clearly, you can tell that we are not going to stop traveling. But what is going to be great is we're going to become, I think for the first time ever, truly, truly deliberate about what we do and where we go. And yes, I hear all of you in the Northeast right now screaming Come at here. us. Yes, we will. Like, I promise that is a docuseries on its yeah. way. There are so many up there that we want to see and visit. And I think that that's what our travels are going to become. They're going to become these little mini docuseries, um, almost like um, an article version of, do you want to do this road trip? Okay, great. Here's here's the itinerary that we took. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's something you can do. Yeah. You know, I think that this is a way for us to, to fulfill that desire. We talked about this with Baja to Alaska, that we've always wanted to do some travel vlogging, but boy, are we super bad at it. Well, the reason and- the reason is, is I think, is that we are good at content that is intentional. And I think mm-hmm. our audience that we have built has responded to content that is intentional. We uh, The news videos are are to the point quick and scripted and and the the podcasts are you know of a series of topics that we're talking about one thing who knows um, where the podcast will who knows go. where it goes who knows but, where it goes but coming at it from knowing what you're going to talk about is entirely different from what a lot of the other folks do and are very some of them are very very good at which is walking around with the camera and recording everything <laughs> and then making something out of that it's very very difficult at least for my brain. I need a script. Okay. <laughs> I was, I went to school and I was trained that I'm given a script and I create from just, that idea. Just, and I need, need a, to know... I, I need an itinerary. I need, yeah. a, I needed, um, I need parameters. That's the thing. Parameters. I need we're parameters. Go we're going to talk about this. We're going to do this. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I know that tomorrow we're going on this train ride. And that's my parameter for filming tomorrow. Like, yeah. I know. I want to get an establishing shot of yes. the train. I want to get us getting onto the train. Right. I want to get a few things of what we do on the train. Then I, I want to put the camera down and enjoy the right. train. I, I don't like, for me, I don't like when we get willy-nilly. I can't do willy-nilly. Yeah. And I, I don't either because I end up, you know what? I end up carrying uh, three different camera lenses uh, plus the <laughs> stabilizer because I don't know what kind of shots I'm going to get. I have yeah. all kinds of gear in a backpack. I've got a camera in front of me all the time. I've got stuff hanging off of me. It's heavy and uh, I'm not in the moment. And oh, it's, I know. It's not fun. It's not fun. And it's not fun for us yeah. with you either because yeah. I'm wanting you, you know, to be more present yeah. with us and you're not because you're like, oh, oh my I mean, God, I got to put a lens on. And you- <laughs> we decided not to do that a long time ago. We've done that a lot from Baja to Alaska. Yes, we have. But we, uh, we did a lot of that early on and took a lot of footage that we'd never used for anything and uh, decided we're not good at that and decided to make a podcast instead. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we did that yeah. because I thoroughly enjoy podcasting. It's I do too. I been- hope you guys do too. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, don't leave. I mean, I know we're not. Maybe we're not as cool anymore because 
you know, or yeah. So I we guess we weren't very cool to begin with, and now that you know this pretty veil of full time RVing is going to go away, and you guys are all going to be like, "Oof, those two. I guess the Basic. the bottom line here, though, is that half of this decision is is really based on the business and growing the business. It's not it's about based like based on wanting to do what we feel away from the business. It's like no. we we want to we we have lots of ideas for RV miles and creating better more content growing our team uh and we're in a point to do that but that is hard 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 to manage people and have have writers and stuff and do all that from the road that's a challenge we can't even manage ourselves let's be honest exactly and then you know the final piece and then it's time to move on from this is um we just need to go home and take care of like some medical stuff. And there's a big element of that. Too. It's time to address a few things that we need to address for myself and Jay and just the family in general. And we want to do that and we want to do it right. And we want to we want to take care of ourselves in that respect so that we can continue to enjoy the RV life for many more decades. So most of you... Uh, actually responded very positively about this. Nobody was actually super oh, negative. Oh, no, everyone was, like, uh, sad because so they all thought we were going to quit. And I, I was like, Yeah, no, I don't want this quitting. to sound, like, defensive or anything like that. We just wanted to be more clear about our intentions yes. and give you all a, an idea of where we're going with all this and and what you can expect from us in the future. Yeah, which could potentially be some content around Jason trying to build a house. I Yeah, we, I guess we need another YouTube channel. Just for like for like house building RV miles we'll just zero. Call it, the the new thing is you just use your names. We'll just call it Jason and Abby. Oh, that's no. what everybody does now. That's what you do. I fine. I was just called Jason. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jason and Abby are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will do our fresh tank black tank. Be right back. <laughs> Harvest Hosts gives RVers unlimited, unique overnight stays at over 4,000 locations throughout North America with no camping fees. Make your RV trip more memorable by using Harvest Hosts to spend the night in your self-contained rig at farms, breweries, wineries, attractions, and more. You can even upgrade your plan to include golf courses and private properties to get a total of 8,000 locations to choose from. Get 15% off your first year of membership with code MILES. That's M-I-L-E-S. Go to HarvestHost.com to become a Harvest Hosts member today and save with code MILES. Welcome back. And before we check the level of our tanks, we do want to remind you that we do another podcast. And it is called Detour. And we do it weekly for our mile marker subscribers who are at the $7 monthly level or the $70 yearly level. And this week, I'm not going to say what it is. But it's a little insider baseball. Yeah. What we're going to talk about. So yeah. something that you scratched from the news. Yeah. But that we're going to take over to Detour and we're going to chat about it. Now, if you are interested in becoming a Mile Marker member, your support is then making sure that RV Miles stays independent. It stays that small business that you really appreciate. It gives Jason and I the ability to continue to do all of those things that we just talked about in the earlier segment. And... 
all past detours are available. You can come in and join now and get all of the last, I think we've done four or five so far. And you can also see our monthly U-Turn podcast, which is the RV Miles recap podcast. And of course, you all picked that we had to go back and listen to episode one, which we did. And it's just as bad as episode one of Star Wars. So there you go. <laughs> There's a lot of midichlorians. I don't even know what are, what are they called. I can't even. What Anna can have is is awful. So if you want to become a Mile Marker member, you can just go over to rvmiles.com slash milemarkers, or we will have a link to join in the show notes and in the description on YouTube. And we look forward to seeing you over there in that community. All right. It is now time to check the level of our tanks, sponsored by our friend over at Matt's RV Reviews, his liquefied RV toilet treatment, the no BS toilet treatment. You can find it in our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. Jay, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank is, it's actually sort of a gray tank, I guess. It's a mixed bag. Uh, and it's about some uh, hatred towards electric bikes. Mm. And I, so we've been traveling around with our electric, that's the brand without an E on the front, L-E-C-T-R-I-C, uh, electric X premium bikes uh, for this entire Baja to Alaska journey. And they have been great. We may have chosen the wrong model, uh, but they have been. I will never walk this model back. <laughs> they have been never. amazing. They, we just bought the biggest, heaviest ones, which they're awesome. The it, tires, the seat. It's like they're four inch tires. They've got shocks. They've got a shock absorbing seat. Yeah. Um, baskets. So Baja. Excellent. I, I went to the grocery store in Loretto with with ours. Uh, we took them. Through Yosemite, uh, we used them extensively here in Denali, where you can't travel on the park road in a car. Um, they have just been phenomenal for getting around places like national parks. And I feel like it is a clean energy way to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, and wh- what I'm frustrated with is I shared a news story in the National Park News last week about the National Park Service looking for input. And there's just all some of the sort of like the typical things that you hear from people about e-bikes, uh, I think in anytime there's something new, people don't want to like it, right? Mm-hmm. There's the it's just an excuse for people to not exercise. Well, no, I mean the the this thing has a hundred mile plus range. I'm sorry, I my Apple Watch totally <laughs> thought I was exercising. And I, you do exercise, like, and it doesn't. It just allows people that can't travel as far to be able to travel longer. They just allow you to go further than you could go. They allow you to take hills that you might not have been able to take. You know, not all of us are perfectly <laughs> in shape beings. And, you know, it's, it's better than driving a car around. I've really enjoyed having our e-bikes. They're and- fantastic. Now, what? why this is sort of a gray tank is that, we, that I had a decently long conversation with a ranger at Denali, the one who took us on our discovery hike about electric bikes and about the influx of biking in general Mm -hmm. at Denali National Park and how it's caused a lot of problems. There have been a lot of really bad crashes in the park and there have been lots of instances where people run their e-bike till the battery is dead 
and then want one of the buses that you're supposed to have paid for a ticket for to take them back and and not pedal it back and sort of stuff like that. And I'm starting to see sort of that side of things. And like the I, I understand people that don't want them like zipping by them on a trail, but I feel like. I don't know how many times have I been on a trail that allows any bikes at all. Yeah. Right. I, I, but but I I get that now that there can be a few issues, but most of those issues seem to stem from people renting e-bikes um, outside of Denali, where there's they have like bought the like cheapest beach cruiser, not even the right type of bike to travel like a gravel road. Uh, and they break down and people run them, people, people rent them and they haven't ridden a bike in 40 years mm-hmm. and don't have any experience and, and, and they're riding them and they're crashing, um, and stuff like that going on. I get that. And it's not just electric bikes though, because like they, they've said since the pandemic, there's been a lot more biking in Denali than ever before. And it's not just electric bikes. It's, it's the... Uh, the influx of fat tire bikes, mm-hmm. um, more RVers traveling with bikes and more RVers traveling in general. Um, lots of different reasons why there are more bikes up here. So, I, I mean, I feel like a, an electric bike should be treated sort of as a vehicle and that, you know, it should be allowed on roads like a vehicle because it is a clean, safe way to travel. But I really liked what they did at Denali. Like when yeah. we stopped at that checkpoint, cause you, we, camped in the uh past the road closure so, so in the back there, country it, there's a road closure where only buses can go after that point for most of the park road but if you have a reservation at one of the couple campgrounds past that point you can drive in just to get there to your campsite and then you have to leave your vehicle parked until you leave but you can bike and as you come in, the ranger gave us a bike safety talk and gave us a sticker. Um, stickers are awesome, a, by the a way. really great sticker. No, I put it on the back of Bexie. It's a good sticker. Yeah, so I think there, you know, there are some growing pains that are going to come with this, but you can't, the idea that we're just going to sort of ban e-bikes in places because we don't like them is really silly to me. At the same time, I know there are bikers that are, I was in the 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 electric bikes Facebook group um, for the for electric brand, um, and there was somebody that was saying that they had the first person get really angry at them for riding an electric bike on a bike path, and mm. they were really they were really concerned about it. And they felt bad, and they were like asking if they did anything wrong. And somebody finally asked how fast they were going, and they're like, "Well, just like twenty seven miles an hour." <gasps> Like you, you, you don't do that. Those sorts of speeds are not for a bike path. Even if you're like a road bike rider, that they can get up to speeds like that. Like what that those people before electric bikes would drive me nuts in oh. Chicago on the lakefront bike path, where you've got a road bike and you're going as fast as you possibly can when oh, there's man. families walking strollers. Those people are going to be the reason why we get rules. Yeah, like that campground from earlier. It's yeah. going to be like you have to stay, like. You can only ride your e-bike from like 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. shart. And then <laughs> that's it. Like yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So that's my black tank. All right. What's in your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is the the curtain system that we came up with here uh-huh. in the Ibex. Uh, oh. I 
I struggled for a while as we were moving into the Ibex to figure out a way to hang curtains because we knew we wanted to create a space for Ethan. Ethan has the dinette area, which is permanently a bed for him. We don't convert it into a dinette. And there is no separate bedroom here for Abby and I. So we wanted to have curtains to block off the bedroom as well. And I wanted to do like real curtains and find a way to do it, not in a sort of homespun crafty way. I wanted it to look like professional and nice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, even though we did some other sort of homespun crafty things in here. Um, this will be like when we build our house. <laughs> It'll be like professional and nice and homespun crafty. <laughs> crafty, crappy, whatever. <laughs> uh, there are, the, it took me a long time to find curtain track that I could bend to install in the ceiling. There are lots of options out there for straight curtain track. Uh, and there are lots of options out there for plastic bendy curtain mm-hmm. track that doesn't kind of like stay in a super straight line and looks crappy, not crafty, right? Right. So I finally, it took me a long time and I finally found it on Amazon. I spent days searching for the right thing and I finally found this curtain track that you can just sort of put over your knee and bend and it came with everything came with all the uh all the rings and and the uh carriers and it even came with a a little sort of mini hacksaw that you could cut them to length with and all the all the screws and everything to put into the ceiling and out of all the things that we did on the ibexes one of the things that went just as easy as possible and I didn't have any issues with whatsoever. And I've been meaning to share with you this for a long time because I think a lot of people want to put curtains up in certain places in their RV but can't find curtain tracks. So I found it. Uh, It's good stuff. I will put a link to it in the description and in the show notes for episode yeah and we will also put it into the rv miles amazon store under the fresh tank section that's where we put anything that if you we recommend that if it's on amazon we will put it in there so amazon.com slash shop slash rv miles you can go over and see exactly what jason is talking about and we just hung shower curtains from them these shower curtains out really well they're the right size Mm -hmm. and shape everything we'll put Uh, them in the fresh tank uh store the fresh tank category i don't know what to call it over there in the store category works sure category all right what's in your black tank this week so my black tank is just a little bit of a pet peeve um again if you're a a road signs newsletter subscriber you know a few weeks ago i wrote about how i'm tired of pretending like i don't like to eat out and like i you know i'm gonna lose my camper's card because i don't like to cook meals and be rugged about it and all of this oh i like to go to restaurants i like to check out the local fair when we're out and traveling about it. it's something i really enjoy what's been really frustrating is a lot of times we will look at places and sometimes especially when you're traveling in more remote areas you can't always get a chance to look at a menu before but you know you can kind of get an idea of what can be offered um and I've grown really frustrated because as a lot of people know, I try to stick to a fairly paleo diet and, uh, but really specifically gluten-free and it'll be like, Oh, we have gluten-free options. And I'll be like, okay, great. Let's go eat there. And then you get there and they're like, we have chips and salsa, or you could order our like $60 steak, you know, and get yourself like some veggies, you know, and fine. But it's like, no, we have gluten-free. We're a gluten-free restaurant. We have gluten-free. And then you go, they're like, yes, here's. 
Or, There's a side uh, of green beans that we call gluten-free. Yeah. Or you could get a salad. Would you just like a salad? Or like and- when they don't know. You know, like our our friends that we travel with, their uh, one of their daughters has a dairy allergy. Yeah. And they're often asking at a restaurant about like- The hamburger bun. D- does the bun have any dairy in it? Any and milk. Th- and they don't know. They don't know. They don't. There's so often and they just don't know. I know it's, I know- it's very like, just order the steak, Abby. Or, hey, why don't you cook at home? I don't like to cook at home. I like to go to restaurants. <laughs> and I like to go to restaurants that say they're gluten-free and then show up and be able to enjoy something that's gluten-free. Uh, it's very it's very base level. But the last few times, like when we went over to the brewery last night, um, I giggled because they had the gluten-free symbol next to chips and salsa. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) and then the whole rest of the menu, none of the entrees, none of the entrees had a gluten-free symbol next to them. Especially here in Alaska where like half the entrees are fish everywhere. Well, it's because (laughs) the problem is is that they all the sides that they offer are are not gluten-free. Yeah. So even the French fries there were not gluten-free. So they batter them and... Fry them up, and so it's just it's difficult, and but it's it's fine, but I just, just I'd be just great I, if, just, on, if I, they were honest about their offerings. I and just not, want a yeah. burger so bad. Well, <laughs> with I a mean, look, bun. that's my thing, though. I mean, I you know I'm trying to eat gluten free with you just to support you, and I'm generally not a fan of fake stuff. That, I know you're fake not. Fake gluten-free stuff. So like the the bread, I, any of the, I don't think I've ever had gluten-free bread that I was okay with. Oh, Except- I've just gotten used to it now. Like I, I two thick slices of gluten-free bread the other day and made it into a peanut yeah. butter and jelly because I wanted a peanut butter and jelly so bad. And I was like, I don't care. I don't, I care don't what mind it toasted. Like. And some like, some of the crackers have been okay. Yeah. But I, I don't, and I don't I mind they're... it. Anything that's not risen. But I, I yeah, there have been a few things. But for the most part, yeah. I'm just like, Okay, I'm not going to get a burger then. I'm just going to get something else or I'll get, get a burger without the bun. That's why I get nachos everywhere we go. Although I'm excited tonight because we're going to go to the pizza yeah, place here on. in town. You have do. gotten nachos everywhere we go way since before you went gluten-free. I was gluten-free before you, gluten-free was a thing, okay? You, <laughs> if there are nachos on a menu, there is a 75% Ugh. chance that that's what Abby is eating that night. Someone asked if we went to 49th State Brewery. Yes, while we were in Denali. Yes. And I said, yes, we went twice. And they were like, oh, the food's so good there. And I said, yes, I ordered the nachos twice. <laughs> I got a steak. The nachos were so good. good. You got a steak? I thought you got like a hell of it. You didn't get a steak. I got fish. It was good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to ask me what's in my fresh tank because oh, you're yeah. not doing yeah, it. So, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. Hey, hey gonna- Abby. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your fresh tank this week? Uh, so continuing with the food theme, I want to recommend a cookbook that I actually have been able to use and cook out of here in the RV. It's called Paleo in 28. And I really like so Paleo in 28 Days. It's got um, a lot of really simple, really easy recipes in it um, that are a lot are under 30 minutes. They And it's only five ingredients. All of the recipes only use five ingredients, which is what really attracted me to this cookbook because of 
being an RVer, having limited space in the fridge, having very limited counter space, I didn't want to be able to have a recipe that needed like 40 different things, but I do really need some inspiration because it can get a little tedious um, trying to eat a particular, trying to stay away from gluten and trying to stay away from dairy. It can get a little tedious and a little monotonous. And so I appreciate cookbooks to kind of help encourage me to try different meals. So this has been a really great one. I like to go in there and date the day that I do a recipe for the first time. And sometimes I'll make some notes in there for the next time I want to do it. Um, I just made a, a chili the other night that ended up being a little bit more like nacho it was not chili well it you was, don't it, it's because i don't put beans it was in it. like taco meat no it was no there was no liquid to it at all it was like taco meat which well, was fine and i told you that was because it, i didn't have the right amount of yeah, crushed okay. tomatoes it was an excellent taco meat Great. there's nothing Look, chili I made, about it. i made a taco meat the other night <laughs> that everybody loved so i will also put that in the um fresh tank category in the uh, rv miles amazon store if you would like to check it out for yourself and are needing a little bit of inspiration all right, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for joining us again this weekend. As a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, would you just pop on over to Apple Podcast for us and leave RV Miles a five-star review? You don't have to say anything if you don't want to, but if you would like to just like talk about how much you enjoy the show, that's great. We would love to read your feedback, but a five-star review is helping to put RV Miles in front of a whole new generation of listeners. So thank you very much to the over 1,200 people who have already gone over there and done that for us. We cannot thank you enough. If you would like to connect with Jason and I, there's two ways you can do it. You can join the RV Miles Facebook group or you can become a Mile Marker member. We will have links to all of that in the show notes. But until next week, we aren't going anywhere. We hope you're not going anywhere. And we hope that you keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.